Hallelujah. How's everyone tonight? Y'all aren't y'all aren't tired, are you? Okay. No. Good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Father God, I just thank you tonight that you have answers for us in the word. I thank you that our help is tonight. That, we, that you have help for us tonight. And I, right now I just acknowledge you, Holy Spirit, for helping me communicate everything that we need to get tonight from the Word and, and the message that you would have for us that's going to help us throughout our week and in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Well, the pastor did give me an assignment tonight, but I'm excited about this assignment. I'm excited about it. And I'm going to call it Feast in the Famine. Amen. And um, I was looking for the Harshmans. Because if y'all know, they have a, their business they start is called Feast and Famine. But I'm pretty sure they got that from the Bible. So I'm not really taking it from them. Yeah. <laughs> taking it from the Bible. Oh, hallelujah. So these are uncertain times, aren't they? Yes. They are uncertain times. And I, I'm not one to get like too much into the news and things. I mean, I, I watch the news, but... Um, and now Chris told me, and he tells me this, and I don't know if y'all think this, but he's like, you're the most positive person I know. <laughs> you're the most optimistic, optimistic person I know. And I hope that's, I hope that's true, you know, that I, I, mean, I believe that he's not lying to me. But, <laughs> but even I, like, I try to always look at the bright side. I'm, I don't voice it, you know what I mean? I, when he says that to me, I kind of question it because I'm like, well, I hear everything I think, you know. I just don't say it, you know? <laughs> you know, but I guess I try to be a very optimistic person, but even optimistic people, they can see what's going on in the world, and it can be kind of like, it's never been like this since I've been born, and so it's not good out there in the world, um, and so we can be tempted to be troubled by it, and concerned about what's happening with all the all the shortages and supply food yeah. chain supply and and war yeah. Yeah. you know even though it's going over in the Ukraine it's affecting us okay um, and we don't know you know what if it's gonna how much more it's gonna affect us you know where it's gonna hit home but and I'm not trying to depress you guys um, because there's good news for us there's good news for us, um, and that is, even though that the world is experiencing lack, that doesn't have to be our testimony, right. amen, because he had, God has more for us. Amen. God, knew, God knew what the times were going to be like, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. But he never qualified his promises with what the circumstances are in the world, That's right. amen. So, but we have to cooperate with him. We have to not hinder his work in our life. Amen. He, because he doesn't want us to experience what the world is experiencing. And so one of the first things I would say that we have to, because we're talking about having feast in the famine, um, is we have to stop worrying. So before we even get into any of the other, we have to stop worrying. Amen. Um, stop worrying about money. Stop worrying about your life. Um, this is, I'm going to blame Reverend Siegel for this story, okay? <laughs> I'm going to blame him for this story. And 
there's, so we were in the back room one night, and he may have referenced, I don't know, Faith, did he even reference it in the message that he did? Okay, yeah. I didn't think he did. So we were sitting in the back room one night, and I don't even know what got us off on this. But he pulled up this video from Bob New. Do you know what I'm talking about, Miss Faith? Okay, were you, oh yeah, she was back there. She saw it. She was discreet like the fly on the wall. Okay, um, he pulled up this video from Bob Newhart from like the 1970s. And it's, now, don't go home and watch it unless you're just not a touchy person. Okay, if you're a touchy person, you may not want to watch it just because, you know, it's meant to be a comedy. Okay, but if you were a touchy, you might think, you know, you might take offense that he's like making light of people's real situations, okay? But um, this, and I'll try to be brief about it, but this skit has him come in and he's a, like a psychiatrist, Okay, he comes in, this lady comes in, and he, who's seen this video? What, well, yeah, I know y'all, okay, okay, a couple of people, okay. So, this, the lady comes in, and he's, and uh, just to be brief about it, he's like, okay, well, um, it's five dollars for the first five minutes, but I'm pretty confident we can take care of it in five minutes, and, and so she, she sits down, and she's like, oh, okay, okay, and so her problem is that she's, just terrified of being buried alive in a box. Okay, that's her fear. And so she, she goes and she talks and talks and talks and he's like, okay, I have two words for you. This is gonna help you. Uh, what you just need to do is take these two words, go from here and apply it in your life, okay? And she's like, oh, okay, okay do you know I need to write it down? And he's, well, I mean, if you need to. It's <laughs> two words, you know, most people don't have a problem remember, remembering that. And so she gets out her neck paper, and he's like, are you ready? And she says, yeah. He goes, stop it! <laughs> stop it! And she, you know. And she, she, what do you mean, stop it? And he's like, I don't know why you guys have a problem understanding this. Everybody seems to say that, but stop it! You know, stop. And it's just like, okay. And she went through these other problems she had, and every time she did it, he was like, stop it! You know? And uh, so, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> stop the worrying. And she would, she would go into these, well, but you see, the reason why, you know, and he'd be like, no, 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 no. we don't go there. We don't go there. You know, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why you're, you know, we don't go there. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Now, y'all are going to go home and watch this video. It's called Stop It. <laughs> Bob Newhart, okay? It'll come up right, right there on YouTube. So stop it. The Bible tells, Jesus says in Matthew 6, don't worry. Don't take the thought. Don't take the concern about your life. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. These are all basic needs, right? Uh, he says don't. Don't worry about it. So if we do something... But Jesus says, stop it. <laughs> Words, that's a sin, really. Let's just see it for what it is. Yeah. He says, you know, he says, don't steal. If we steal, I mean, we, we don't have problems saying that's a sin. Um, but he says, don't worry. That's right. yeah. And so if we are worrying, yeah. that's a sin. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus says, don't do it. Amen. And so stop it. <laughs> I know, I'm making fun, because, I mean, everybody, 
myself included. We, we get to worrying before we even realize we're worrying. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I never catch myself in the act of worrying. Yeah. You know? Sure. I do. But we've got to stop it. We've got to recognize it. And right. what does Pastor Nancy say? If, how do you know if you're worried about something? You're thinking about it. Now, we think about things that, we're, that are good things all the time, too. But, like, when we're turning stuff over, the scenarios and the what-ifs and the how am I going to and all of these things, that's the act of worrying. And so we have to nip that in the bud. And so, you know, whatever our excuse is for worrying, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Because it doesn't help anything. It, it doesn't. Like, you can be happy in a situation or worried in a situation, but neither one, you know, that doesn't change the situation, the worrying about it. So we, we have to keep our eyes off the need and, and put our eyes where the help is. Amen? And that's God. God's our help. He's where, we're gonna, where our answer is going to come from. Not worrying about it. That's just not. Has any worry ever helped anybody? Except giving you like ulcers or anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't do any good. Keep you up at night. You know, it doesn't help anything. Amen. So that's the first thing we got to do. We're having feast and the famine. Amen. I don't care if famines declared all over this the whole globe. We're going to have a feast. Amen. 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 God's people are going to have a feast. Yes. Amen. And you know, don't feel bad about that. Don't feel bad that we can have a feast in the famine. Because when we are blessed, what, we can help other people. Maybe they don't have the light that we have of the knowledge of the word. So if it's even just to help other people too, there's, we need, somebody's gotta be blessed, right? Somebody's gotta be blessed and it's gonna be us, amen. So that's the first thing, we gotta stop it, stop it. Turn over with me to Proverbs 10. So we're going to stop we're going to stop worrying because that's going to keep our help from reaching us. Amen. You notice typically a lot of worries about just the unknown. Why worry about tomorrow anyway? We don't even know what tomorrow, you know. We don't, we, we haven't seen tomorrow. Why are we worrying about it? Okay. And I don't remember to bring my phone up here, but I'm going to, I'm going to cheat because I don't have an amplified with me. Okay. In the New King James Version, Proverbs 10, 22, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Okay? In the Amplified Classic, it says, The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. I like that version because it, now this isn't saying we don't work, 
you know, that's not what it's saying. It just means no amount of extra toil, extra workouts, extra whatever is going to cause the blessing. We still have to do the Word, and the Word says that we're to work, right? But this just means no extra amount of just striving is going to make the blessing come any more in our life. Amen. And so what I want us to notice here that is that the blessing is in the plan of God. Because not only do we need to stop worrying, just as a whole, right? We need to be positioned correctly to receive the blessing. Because it's not just just fallen. You know, you notice people just aren't, even among Christians, don't walk in the same amount of blessing. Okay? And we, there's no, don't beat yourself up about where you are, okay? But the blessing is in the plan of God. Amen. And notice when, when the blessing is on your life, when God's blessing is on your life, his approval, his yes, you know, yes, you're doing what I said to do, um, you will be rich according to this. Amen. And that rich means, it just means a full supply. And we've been taught this. Yeah. Rich doesn't necessarily mean, it can be different for different people. Yeah. But it means you have a full supply. Amen. And that, that's in every area of your life. Yeah. Rich doesn't just mean in my pocket. Come on. Amen. Rich means in my relationships. Right. Rich means in my peace, in my health. Yeah. Right? Amen. And so we're going to be blessed in every area. God's blessing is kind of like those all-inclusive all resorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you get the nice room. You get all the activities, and you get the food. It's all included, okay? So when God's blessing is on your life, every area of your life is going to be blessed. Amen. 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 He, doesn't, he doesn't steal from one area so that he can make it up in another That's area. Right. That's right. Amen. Okay, let's turn over to uh, Ephesians 2.10. God's helping us tonight. Ephesians 2.10. Okay. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, For we, we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined. He planned them beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Remember, the blessing is in the plan. The blessing is in the plan. So when we're obedient to what God tells us to do, he's he's got paths for us to walk on. Amen. And when we're walking on those paths that he wants us to walk on, he's already dropped the supplies along the way. Amen. Like those runners, you know, in a marathon. They don't, when they're running a marathon, they don't take time to stop for their supply ride. Someone's there at certain checkpoints along the way. To hand them their drink as they're running by. Yeah. Yeah. 
right? So as we continue on God's plan, that's like it is. We don't, we don't just stop and camp out. No, we, we got a race to run. We've got paths to walk. But what, if that runner just goes off trail, it's because he's got a quicker way. He's got a shortcut. He's got a shortcut off the trail. There's no more supplies on that trail. He may end up in the desert and, and die. <laughs> That's pretty rough. That's rough. Like his little shortcut cut him off from his supply. So the, the point is you walk the path God tells you to walk and not why you think you know better and you've got a shortcut. <laughs> Your shortcut's going to cut you off some, from supply. And we, we've experienced this. I'm sure most everybody in here can say they've experienced. Maybe they got out ahead of God or they, they knew God was telling them to go a direction, but maybe they thought they knew the exact way without actually getting God's counsel on how to do it. They knew the destination, but they chose the path and realized there's no supply on this path. So we've got to walk on the path that he gives us. And if you don't know, if you don't know, uh, remember the blessings in the plan. Amen. If you don't know, if you're in the plan, listen, what are we not going to do about it? Worry. We're not, yeah, we're not going to worry about it. <laughs> we're not going to worry about it. We're not, we're not going to stress about it, but we're going to pray about it. Amen. And then he's going to talk to you about it. Amen. Okay, because worrying about it, if you are or not, is not going to give you the yes or the no. That's right. So, yeah, if you're sitting there, don't be like, oh, God, I don't know if I'm ready. No, that's where I am. We're not going to do that. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> okay, because God's not keeping secrets from us. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to find the, the path in the plan. So we, we just got to talk to him about it and get direction. And so we've got to, we have to do what we already know to do. Right. If he's told us, and I'm not giving specifics necessarily because it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Okay, but if he's told you, you know he's given you a direction. He's not going to, if you're not doing that, he's not going to give you more of the, he's not going to reveal more if you're not even doing what he's already told you to do. Amen. So we got to do what we already know to do. We know to do the word don't we? He's going to hold us responsible for what we know. So we have to do his word, and whatever he tells you to do, do it. Remember um, in the Gospels, Mary at the wedding, you remember the whole scenario about Jesus turning the water into wine and all of that? But the, the crux of the matter was she said, whatever he says to you, do it. And he gave them instruction, really. That didn't make sense. But, but they did what he said, and they saw a miracle. So whatever he's telling you to do, that's what that's you do that. Amen. 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 So, you know, we just have to, we have to talk to God about our life. Just like I'm talking to you right now. We don't go with formalities. He doesn't care about any of that. Because he may show up and go, Heavenly 
Father, God, thou artest helpest me. But he's going to be like, who are you? I do not know you right now. You know, okay. He's like, send in Amber. Where is she? Because I don't know that person. Okay. God knows who you are. He knows how you talk. Don't try to put on another vocabulary when you talk to God. Okay. And then be willing to change. If you go in and start talking to God about something, and hey, don't expect some microwave microwave answer. Amen. Like you're going to spend five minutes and have your whole life figured out. (laughs) Okay? You may not know after that first time talking to God. But you just trust as you're going about your day. You know, as long as you're continuing to acknowledge Him and seek His guidance, He's going to give it to you. Amen. He's going to give it to you. And then be willing to go a different direction if that's what He says to do. And don't just be willing, be obedient. Amen. Because will, just willing alone is not going to do it. Remember in Isaiah 119, it says the willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. That sounds like somebody who knows the plan and is obedient to walk that plan, they're going to get the blessing. Amen. Amen. Um, Colossians 1.9, you don't have to turn there. This is just a good confession to make along these lines. You'll probably get there before me here. Okay. Colossians 1, 9. Just say this, speak this over yourself. Because it says, this was a prayer that Paul prayed for the Colossians. Okay. He says, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And this is what they prayed. To ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. And all, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And there's a lot of other good things with that prayer. But that's something you can just say over yourself every day. Lord, thank you for filling me Amen. with the knowledge of your will. Amen. Thank you for filling me with the knowledge of your will. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the blessing of God is found in the plan of God. So we've got to make sure we're in position Amen. to right. receive it. Right. Like that quarterback... And I know nothing about, well, no, I don't want to say nothing. I'm, I know a lot about football. <laughs> but, you know, there's a quarterback. He throws the ball. And the receiver's supposed to catch it. And if he doesn't, then one of those back ends will do it. <laughs> or the rear guard, one of those people. <laughs> I make up all kinds of names. Of the, the football, the back end, the rear end. That guy, <laughs> he's going to catch it. <laughs> yeah, but that receiver's supposed to catch that ball. But you guys have seen it. You guys have seen it. The quarterback threw it. That receiver was not where he was supposed to be. He's got a place he's supposed to be to intercept that ball. And some of those guys, the back ends kept them from getting in their spot. Okay? We not... Let's not be like those rear ends and not be in our spot. <laughs> okay? <laughs> we're going to receive we're going to receive the blessing and be in position not like those rear ends, okay? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> 
I may get in trouble later, I don't know. Okay, let's talk about the grocery store for a minute. <coughs> okay, this is like you guys. I go to the grocery store, okay, and I buy stuff, and I take it home, yeah. and then I eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Not all at one time, but that's what I do. Okay, never once did I think about how that got to the grocery store. I mean, this is a rare occasion. Like when I'm wondering why we don't buy everything in Kentucky. But they don't grow pineapples in Kentucky. And so I don't think about it. I don't think about how this got to the store so I can pick it up and take it home and eat it. I don't think about that. Um, like, how did it get there? Did it come on a ship? A plane? Train? Automobile? I don't know. Uh, and I don't care where those, if those bananas came from Guatemala or wherever they came from, okay? I just eat it, okay? They were imported. A lot of those things, if y'all ever really do, I do look occasionally. We import a lot of things. Um, but our needs, our needs are real, right? They're real and they're natural, but our help is supernatural. And so we got to think about this, that our supply is imported. Amen. Our supply is imported from heaven. Amen. Okay, it's not my job to figure out how that supply is going to get to me. That's not my, just like it's not my job to figure out how those bananas got to the grocery store. It's not my job to figure out how our heavenly supply is going to get to me. My job is to agree. My job is to, that's our job. Just agree with what God says. And I know it's, it sounds like it can't be that simple. Okay. I don't know how else, look, if we can't just believe the word, if we can't, and we clutter it, we clutter it with experience because our experience doesn't always reflect how the Bible says. Okay. But we're not perfect. We're not perfect in, in everything. We're learning. Amen. We're learning. And we know, we know what the Bible says in Philippians 4, 19. It says, my God shall. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, not according to your riches and glory. Okay, my God shall supply. That's so we know where our supply is coming from. Okay, and it is a divine supply. Amen. It's a divine supply. So we have to agree. We have to agree. And I know there are qualifications on that particular scripture, but I would, I would guess that most of you in here would fit into that. And that is, they were, those, they were supporting. The Philippians were supporting the yep. ministry. Okay. So, but God says, I'm going to supply your need. That's right. I'm going to supply it. Amen. We have to agree. And how does our agreement show up? How, do, how does somebody know you're in agreement with something? Word and deed. Yes. What I do and say is going to tell people yep. what I agree to, yeah. what I believe, what, I, what I'm in agreement with. Yeah. It shows up. And those two have to agree, really. 
Those two things have to be the same because we can say more than our actions want to do sometimes. <clears throat> but um, words are powerful. Words are powerful. And, you know, it's God, how does God operate? He spoke this whole world into existence. It never says that God came down here and toiled about it. Like he was down here building stuff and, you know, it doesn't say that he was building stuff with his hands. He spoke. And we were, were created like him. And so whether we want to believe it or not, our words are producing something. Our words are producing something. And so we can stop that flow. The, even if we're in right position, even if we're in the path God set for us, even if we're not worrying about it. Of course, this is going to show you are worrying about it, but <laughs> even if we're in the right position and we believe the word, um, we can stop it with our words. We can stop it with our words, even though the, the blessing's trying to get to us. We can stop it with our words. And so we've got to ask ourselves, are my words against God? I don't know exactly where it is, but you know, where God says, your words are stout against me. So we could find ourselves being in opposition to God, in opposition to his plan for provision in our lives by what we say. And so um, words like, you know, how, how are we, you know, this doesn't sometimes always manifest here at church. Because you guys, well, I don't want to put it on you guys. We are good at making sure we've, we've got our everything in order when we come here. Okay? But when you leave here, and you go home, and you get on the phone with a the friend, you get on the phone with a friend, or you talk to your husband at night, just you and him, you know, you're in close, behind closed doors, and you start talking, how, how are we going to do how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to get out of this mess? Those questions, just because you didn't say them here, uh, those questions are going to say, number one, that you're worried about it, and you don't agree. You don't agree with God. If you're doubt, you know, if you should instead say, uh, you know, how can we? You know, how can we, like, not how am I ever going to, but, like, okay, so how can I buy the house? It's okay. God has some ideas for me. Yeah. Amen. You know, God has the answer. How can? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So you're going to think of your words like fuel on that supply train, you know. They're either going to drive the supply to you or they're going to take it away right. from you. And so we turn that, turn that thing around. The sooner we learn that lesson is going to be the better. And we don't have to voice everything we think. Because all kinds of thoughts, I mean, come into my head. All good thoughts, of course. But you know what I'm saying? We had thoughts come in our head all day long. Even thoughts that we didn't welcome. We didn't generate those thoughts. But we don't have to say it. We'd be in trouble if everybody in here said everything they thought all the time. Okay? <laughs> we don't, 
but we don't have to say it. If it's if it is uh, if you if you can't say something positive or filled with faith, then just just zip it. Just 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 shut it up. You know, just just don't say anything. That's right. Until you can, until you can say something positive. You may they, somebody may talk to you about something, and you may be going, <laughs> and they're like, and you're like. <laughs> you know, just just keep it quiet, <laughs> because we don't want to give power to those words. We don't want to give. Once you voice something, you're giving power to it. Once you voice those negative thoughts or questions, you, now you, now they have power. Whereas if it was just thought in your head, you can answer that thought like. Like, shut up, no, God, I have a supply. You know, you can answer that. But once you start talking in line with it, okay, now it has power. Whereas it didn't before if you just would have kept your mouth shut. She, Pastor Amber told me to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> After all those rear ends didn't catch the ball. Okay. Praise the Lord. And one of the things that I think is really important in this time is, is this. Is our supply is not dependent upon natural circumstances. Amen. So whatever is happening out there, which is not good. There's not good things happening. I understand that. Um, our supply is not dependent on that. Amen. It's a divine supply. <clears throat> it is dependent on us being in position, and we have to follow the leading of the Spirit. And so, right before we, we leave here, I want to look at um, the story of Isaac, okay, in Genesis 26. I must have said something funny. I'm still <laughs> stuck on the rear end. Okay. <laughs> okay, Genesis 26. You'll remember it, though. You remember. <laughs> Don't be a rear end. You need to be in receiving mode. Okay. <laughs> okay, Genesis 26, um, starting in verse 1. It says, there was a famine in the land. Notice that. Remember back Abraham, there was a famine in the land. He, like, tells Isaac the same thing he told Abraham, almost. Okay, there was a famine in the land, and besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in that place, Gerar. <laughs> <laughs> then the Lord appeared to him. Okay, so God's about to tell him something. And he said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Praise the Lord. Egypt, we know this is a type of the world, or the type of the world's system, or the world's ways of doing things. Um, you know, the world system, our government, is not our answer. I don't care what side of the aisle you sit on. <laughs> Our government is not the answer. <clears throat> and they got it messed up. Yeah. 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 
everybody, everybody's got it messed up, okay? Um, but God told Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Don't go the way of the world. Now, naturally speaking, it looked like they maybe should go to Egypt and get help, right? Maybe there wasn't as much of a famine. Maybe there were they had some supplies there in, fam- in Egypt. Okay, but God said don't go there. But to, he, notice he told him to dwell there in the land of famine. That did not make sense, does it? Stay right there. Right there in the land of famine. Stay right there. And God blessed him. Isaac did what he said, and he, God blessed him. Um, he did some other things. Listen, you read this whole thing, and he's like, wait a minute. He told this, my, my wife's my sister and the king and all that. You know, we don't go, we don't go there. <laughs> we don't go there. Y'all are going to read it. She's like, what is she talking about? You know, he was trying not to get in trouble with the king. He had a beautiful wife, Rebecca. And he's like, they may kill me because they're going to want my wife. So he said, that's my sister. I mean, we don't do that, okay? <laughs> he was human. He didn't make, okay, that was not a smart decision. Okay, well, let's go back down to 12, verse 12, okay? I want you to know some things. He stayed there. He stayed there in the land of famine like God told him to. Verse 12 says, Then Isaac sowed in that land. So he didn't go and just wait it out. Isaac sowed in that land, and he reaped that same year a hundredfold, more than a natural harvest. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Okay, I don't know how much more blessed you can get. So he was rich, so much that the people envied him. Okay? And notice he sowed his crop in that land of famine. Just because there is scarcity in the land doesn't mean we stop sowing. Because that's what the natural would tell us to do. Okay, I need to hold on to it now because I don't know if I'm going to have enough. But if, we're tra- if we know we have a supply, we know we're going to have enough. Yeah. Right? So we don't stop sowing in the land just because there's scarcity. Mm-hmm. And notice he received that same year. I like that. His harvest was not delayed. That's right. His harvest was not delayed because there was a famine. So we, we, we could make that mistake. Let's not make that mistake of thinking that just because we sow in a, in a time of uncertainty, so in a time of it looks like things are getting tighter and tighter in the world, mm-hmm. that that's going to affect our harvest. That's right. Now, if we expect that, that's, that's what we're going to get. Okay, but let's not, let's not make that mistake of expecting a delayed harvest in times of shortage, that the world is experiencing shortage. Amen? Because that does not have to do, be our testimony. And so God, Isaac did what God told him to do, and he was blessed. So what is God telling you to do? Amen. And we shouldn't just stick our head in the sand. Right. right. The conditions of the world does maybe suggest that we should go to God and say, 
Lord, is there anything you would have me to do? He may tell you, okay, you need to set aside this much every week. He may tell you, you need to sell that. He may tell you, he may give you a divine idea about how to make extra money. He may tell you, don't do anything different. Just keep on, like you're keep, just keep on keeping on. Okay? You just have to hear, what is, this, what is the leading of the Spirit for you? Amen. And it, I remember even um, hearing stories about Brother Hagen. I guess there was a, was it a recession? I don't know. There was time, a time of recession. I'm not going to call it a recession. I don't know if that's exactly what it was. But a time of a little bit less finances um, in the world when he had the ministry. And God told him to cut back. God told him to, like, cut, cut staff and just, you know, lean that up a little bit. And so he did that, and they were, and then their ministry was protected. Mm-hmm. So you just have to hear from the God. Yeah. What does He want you to do? Does He want you to make any changes? Yeah. And maybe He doesn't. Maybe He wants you to just keep on living like you've been living, right. okay? Amen. Or get divine ideas. But we have to, we have to ask God about it. Yeah. Amen. Let's not just say, "I have a supply," and and uh, just that's it. And then don't ask God. Maybe He wants you to set some money aside. Yeah. Amen. I don't know. Amen. Yes, God. Amen. So what are we going to do? We're, gonna, we're not going to worry. We're not going to worry. Number one, you know, numero uno, you're going to be happy. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay, and then we're going to get in God's plan. We're going to seek Him about the plan. Am I on it? Am I not? If I'm not, where do I need to, what do I need to be doing? Okay, no, we have a supply. No, it's not affected. It's, it's not God's supply has nothing to do with the world's supply. Amen. Amen. We're, we have, our supply is imported from somewhere else. Amen. 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 And then whatever he tells me to do, that's what I'm going to do. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope that helped a little bit in one area. And you don't just remember, stop it in the rear ends. But, <laughs> but God has help for us. He, he doesn't want us to struggle. He doesn't not want us to struggle. And he's got a way for us, and he's got a supply for us, and we just have to, we have to cooperate with him. Amen. 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 And he's not, that's not asking a lot. It's not asking a lot for him to say, you just need to get in position. Where I, I mean, he's already provided. His blessings, he's, he is on you as you walk out his plan. Amen. Amen. So you can stay with me tonight.